Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. The hot nerd podcast is brought to you by Pell horse media co head over to www.pellhorsemedia.co for more podcasts, merch from your favorite shows, books, and more. The hot nerd podcast is released every Monday and Wednesday and check out our latest show. Hey y'all with Sam Goodman that is released every Sunday. Are you a true crime junkie? Are you curious about the supernatural? Then check out Really Fucking Scary Stories, a podcast brought to you by Pellhorse Media Co. Head over to www.pellhorsemedia.co for more available most places that you find podcasts. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. everybody, Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another Hop Minute. You know where I'm at. You know what I'm up to. I'm coming to you from the sunny and the beautiful downtown Phoenix, Arizona, from the PaleHorseMedia.co studios. Do me a favor, head over to www.PaleHorseMedia.co for more. You can find all kinds of cool stuff like our merch store, other podcasts that we're working on, the books. You can find everything over at www.PaleHorseMedia.co. i got to plug the HopNerd website, too, so you, gotta, you can go to HopNerd or TheHopNerd.com. There we go. Follow along on all things social media at the Hopnerd, except for Twitter. It is super duper special. It's at the Hopnerd one. If you want to get me on the gram, the easiest way to do that is just search Sam U. Goodman. I'll come up as the Hopnerd. Super duper easy, right? Who would have guessed? Sam Goodman, the Hopnerd. You can slide into the DMs. You can send us a message, all that kind of sort of stuff. You know that this conversation, keeping it alive, keeping it going, building this community, just keeping this stuff cooking is what's important to me because I think through those conversations is how we can ultimately make the world a better place to work. And at the very least, we can just, you know, be friends. And even better, we can probably, you know, like get to know each other better, right? We can we can start to work on stuff together and it's a lot more fun that way. And I think we come up with, you know, maybe a lot better ideas. So it's kind of sort of cool. Slide into the DMs. Let's talk. Let's do all that kind of sort of fun stuff. So today on this Hop Minute, and I've been trying to keep them shorter. I'm trying I'm working on it unsuccessfully, but I'm, I'm trying. Okay, it's it's the it's an A for effort, right? A big A, capital A plus for effort. I'm trying to keep these down, at least under the size of the normal podcast. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I promise. Um, you've noticed on the on the normal pod on the Monday edition of this that I've been kind of going back to like the old school hot nerd roots of just me hanging out, kind of thought exploration straight from my brain into the microphone, unscripted, mostly unplanned. I'll throw that out there and just kind of rocking that. You asked for it. You got it. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're enjoying it. I'd love to hear your feedback. We've got more interviews coming. I promise. I'm just, I'm just enjoying getting some thoughts out into the universe and hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying it too. But today I wanted to talk about this 
thing around corrective actions. And that's a big word for our organizations. That's a huge deal. Most organizations have some form of, let's just say a formalized corrective action tracking program, right? So it's something they have a cap department, they have something that focuses directly on corrective actions. And even and you know, maybe you don't maybe you just have an Excel spreadsheet that you throw in, you know, like a name and an action and a due date and all that sort of stuff. But I wanted to take a dive down this corrective action rabbit hole a little bit and just just talk about it. Because I think we find ourselves in a little bit of a trap. So what I mean by that is this something unexpected happens. Something kind of happens out of the blue. And for the sake of this conversation, let's say it's not good. Most surprises that we have, most operational surprises or unexpected outcomes are usually not things where we go, oh crap, that was awesome. (laughs) It's usually something that's not awesome. And within our organizations, we feel the need that we must formulate corrective actions. Now, I'm not saying that that's inherently bad. I'm I'm not saying that that's evil. That's probably a pretty noble idea. They're saying, okay, something bad happened. We need to learn from it and we need to develop some actions. But what we do is we look at something and we say we we must have actions always. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. I I think we're so biased towards prevention that we instantly go back and say, how did we fail to prevent? And then we formulate a bunch of actions. Now, what's the problem with that? And for my safety pros, my safety friends out there, you know exactly what the problem with that is. We have some surprise. Let's just for the sake of this conversation, say that it's it's something that's maybe not too catastrophic, maybe something that's just kind of like a normal run of the mill kind of oops, I bumped something type of thing, right? Oh, I scratched my elbow, something like that, right? And we instantly look in that and we go, how, oh my God, OMG is the first reaction. First, we have OMG, how the hell do we allow this to happen? Where did we fail to prevent? And then we start there and we come up with actions. But getting back to kind of the more problematic side of that is, is as safety professionals, as leaders, as folks working, whoever's working on this thing, we're usually looking back at it and we're scratching our head. We're racking our brain and we're going, um, I don't see anything here that we can do, but we have to do something. Boom. There, there, there's, there's, the, there's the fatal flaw. We have to do something because if there's any type of unexpected outcome, it automatically equals long list of actions. So what do we do? We make up a long list of actions, right? We come up with some massive long list of actions for that scratched elbow, that bumped knee, whatever. And it usually sounds something like this. Let me, let me, let me dive in. Let's, let's look at your more recent corrective action plans. All right. Coached employee on situational awareness, stood down crew on situational awareness and briefed them on the injury, created a focused training for the company on insert XYZ here, whatever the incident was, right? Whatever it's related to. If it was a forklift, we're going to train everybody on how to operate forklifts now, right? Even, even if they've done it for like a hundred years, we now know better because something bad happened. Right. So insert whatever there. Safety professionals and leaders shall conduct focused oversight slash and or observations on this topic. Well, again, whatever it's related to safety, opt, whoever we think would be best suited for this next corrective action, uh, whoever shall create a program or and or a form and or a new rule and or something that the worker has to do, something that we can do to the worker to better ensure that we can prevent this 
next time. So usually, usually, you know, we either have all of those, a mixture of those, some of those, and maybe some other ones, but you, you get the gist. You, you, you get where I'm going with this. We come up with this gigantic laundry list of things that let's just say don't really matter. And if anything, they're probably actually harmful, right? We don't think about the unintended consequences of those actions. We get so riled up with this notion that we have to have swift and immediate action to better prevent that whatever bad thing from happening that we don't really think through what it is that we're actually doing. And we run the risk of feverishly, aggressively focusing on the wrong things. We make a huge investment of time and effort and resources into something that might not have even warranted any action at all. Ooh, 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 scary, right? If you have an incident, you must have corrective actions. Not doing corrective actions is never an option, but it should be, right? It absolutely should be. It is an option. Doing nothing is an option. Maybe we just get back to focusing on learning and listening and responding. Right? Maybe there's some other answers there other than just creating this laundry list of horrible ideas for corrective actions and then turning around and patting ourselves on the back as safety professionals, as the organization, as leaders are going, <laughs> look at that. You know, John Jane Doe scratched their elbow. I'm coming up with a riddle here. John Jane Doe scratched their elbow and now we've got a lot of stuff to go do and we did it and we saved the world and everyone's safe now and no one will ever scratch their elbow in a heavy industrialized setting ever, 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 ever again. We solved that problem forever and ever and ever. And if, you know, something bad does happen, we'll just, you know, we'll figure it out then. So what are we actually doing? And look, let's just say uh, not a lot, at least not, not a lot of stuff that, that's good or positive or real change. If anything, we're just running the risk, the, the very, very real risk of just creating more safety work rather than focusing on the safety of work. Uh, that comes from someone that I admire greatly, Dave proven and look shameless plug here uh if you want to check out another great podcast go listen to the safety of work podcast with dave proven andrew ray excellent excellent and you probably already do i know i know if you're listening to me you're definitely listening to them and if you're not you, you should be they rock they're awesome but we get so focused on fixing that we neglect learning because fixing feels really good again we can we can pat ourselves in the back and say we come up with this this long list of actions and we're fixing the problem now unfortunately in this this equation it's usually the employee that we view as the problem right kind of back to more a traditional stuff we go okay stand down bad behavior you know more rules fix the behavior blah 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 so we we end up in that space of doing more safety to the worker by creating more safety safety work. So we have an uh-oh, an uh-oh moment. We neglect learning. We get into corrective actions and we aggressively focus on the wrong things. We do this repetitiously. We get into this kind of corrective action loop where it's broke, fix, broke, fix, broke, fix, broke, fix. And then five, 10 years, maybe just a couple months down the road, we're looking back and going, oh man, where did all of this clutter come from? Where did this 250 page rule book come from? How the heck did we start doing check sheets before we go use the potty? Before we go, go to the bathroom, before we hit the head, before we take a pee pee break, we gotta do it. We gotta do a checklist now and we gotta wear gloves. How the heck did we get here? That is how we got there. And so I lied, this has gone much longer than what I thought it would, I'm, I'm sorry. Hopefully you're still with me. But even worse yet is this, we get so obsessed with 
the actions themselves because we have to come up with a bunch of corrective actions. We have to hold people to account to accomplish those corrective actions. And we put them on some type of due date. And I'm not, I'm not saying any of that again, I'm not saying any of that is inherently bad or evil or anything like that, but you get crap in, you're going to get crap out. You put crap in the system, you're going to get crap out of the system, right? So we come up with that long list of, let's just say shit, absolute shit, corrective actions. And how do we respond to that as folks that are responsible for those corrective actions? It doesn't matter if we actually get results. It doesn't matter if we're actually fixing anything. What becomes God to us in those scenarios is making sure that we close out those actions. Because what happens if we don't? If we turn that box red by being the one that's tardy, right? We get our hands slapped. We get our pee-pee slapped. We get our pee-pee slapped, right? And we get in big trouble. And that's usually a big metric for most organizations. Thou shalt be no late corrective actions. So we just make we just make stuff up. We just make shit up, right? We close them out. They're done. We get them behind us because in the back of our minds, we know that those corrective actions are um, bogus. But organizationally, it feels really good. And most important of all, especially when it comes to safety, it looks really good. It looks and feels like we're doing a lot. But are we? Right? I think that that's the real question. Are we really focusing on what matters? Or are we aggressively focusing on the wrong things? So how do we remedy at least some of this. And I know there's a lot of different paths that we can go down. We didn't really dive into the roots of this a lot because it, it, it comes from a few different places. But let's say that something that's super important that we can really focus on within our organizations is slowing down and focusing on learning, putting the learning before the fix, putting the horse in front of the cart, right? So going back and actually focusing on learning, valuing the learning more than we value the actual fix, I think is a really big first step, but then also, also having the wisdom, the wisdom, when we go through that process, the wisdom and the maturity to admit when inaction might just be the best action. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let me know. Slide into the DM. Send me an email, sam at thehopner.com, thehopner at gmail.com. Again, you can head over to any of the websites, sugoodman.com, thehopner.com, hopuniversity.org, pellhorsemedia.co. There's contact forms on all those things. So if that's more of your style, slide on in. Let me know your thoughts. Like it, love it, hate it. Like it, love it, got to have more of it. Whatever. I would love to hear from you. If you know somebody that should be on the podcast, if you would like to come on the podcast and talk about any of this stuff, let me know. But that's all I've got. Sam Goodman, The Hop Nerd, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. Is that it? Are you done? Well, you don't have to be. Head over to www.pellhorsemedia.co and check out all the other cool podcasts that I've got happening over there. You can listen to my latest, Hey Y'all, with Sam Goodman. Make sure you follow and subscribe if you're into, I don't know, me ranting about stuff, talking about everything that's not safety and getting down the rabbit hole of things that are a little more, I guess, NC-17, a little more TVMA. Again, www.pellhorsemedia.co for more on over to www.safetybetterment.com for more information on all the ways that we can help you do safety better from training to consultation to learning teams to human and organizational performance we can help you do safety better again www.safetybetterment.com